Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. You have reached the Locked On NFL podcast. I watched both games last night, and I want to tell you what I saw. We had Miami at Philly, and we had Carolina at Jacksonville. And as most of you probably know, you know, week three is the most quote, real football, the, the closest thing you're going to find in the preseason to the regular season. However, um, I feel like, you know, I was just actually on the air here in Pittsburgh talking about the Steeler game tomorrow, saying, you know, everyone's all excited to see all the starters. Well, Steelers have hardly played anyone, you know, played their top guys at all. And I've really noticed around the league, more so than other years, that stars are playing less and less in preseason. So, yeah, week three's the quote, you know, audition, you know, the the the, the real go round. But uh, I don't know that it's going to be like it used to be. And we saw some of that, and we saw a little of the other things too. I mean, so let's start with Miami uh, at Philadelphia. Uh, they practiced together uh, each other all week, and I guess they were pretty intense, according to the uh, announcers. But that's probably what they're always going to say. <laughs> um, some notes from that game, and, and this was good football. I mean, like, both these games were enjoyable. They were the best games I've probably seen yet in the preseason. So I'm not downplaying what we saw here. I mean, it was a little more game plan-centric, better players in there. Um, a note for the, the Dolphins, though. Curry, a defensive end, and he can bump inside, is a really good player. And the pass rush, I think, for Philly has a chance to be really good this year. I think their defensive line is going to be deep, versatile, Excellent, really. And I worry about the Miami O-line. Um, Tunsil was beaten bad. And I love Tunsil. You guys know I love Tunsil. But, boy, Curry beat him bad. Strip-sacked, recovered by Cox. Uh, like I said, I think this pass rush has a chance to be really good. But that was a noteworthy play. Um, third and eight. First third down of the game for Philadelphia. Wentz hits Torrey Smith on a bomb touchdown. Great to see. I mean, it was a busted coverage. Wentz took his time, found him, put the ball where it needed to be. Wentz played a very, very good game. But that's what you want to see from Torrey Smith. I mean, he doesn't have to have a lot of a lot of catches. He doesn't have to have um, a lot of snaps or a lot of uh, targets to really even be, you know, a factor. And if you can hit on a big play like that to him, you know, every couple weeks, that's great. And, you know, the other receivers look good too, especially Ertz. I thought Ertz played a really good game. Um, it should really benefit from the new receivers. Uh, Wentz and Ertz had a real good feel for one another at the second half of last year, too. I kind of looked at it then you know, as a by-default situation, but um, great. you know. But now if he's your second, third, fourth guy, now you're talking. And Alshon looks really good, too. Um, I'm telling you, Philadelphia's a good team. Um, a real good matchup I watched early in this game, too, was Miami's defensive line. I just raved about the Eagles. I think Miami's defensive line has a chance to be very good, too. 
Led by Namakong Su, but Phillips is a really good player, too. He's coming into his own. They're deep now at defensive end. Both these teams use the first-round pick on a defensive end. and But the Eagles' O-line is a better group than Miami's. Still, Miami had a lot of early pressure. You know, I thought that was real promising from Miami. And overall, I thought Miami's defense did some good things, that's for sure. Um, in the first quarter, we saw Parker on Darby, a new Eagle, one-on-one. Uh, Cutler with a great throw, and Parker went up and kind of plucked it off Darby's head. You know, he's the taller guy um, and almost takes it to the house. You know, it comes down with it and gets up to full speed quick, gets tracked down, but a big play. I mean, I think Cutler and Parker are going to get along great. <laughs> you know, I think that's going to be a good match or a good marriage there, and I think Parker's going to end up being their number one receiver. As for Darby, um, he's very fast. He's more of a man coverage guy. His negatives are is he can lose the ball deep downfield and doesn't always finish. You know, I mean, a lot of times he's in the receiver's hip pocket and then he can't quite find the football or make a play on the football as you would want. Uh, He needs to get better in that regard. And we saw it in the, you know, it's a great instance of it. Um, But in that drive, Ajayi quickly finished that drive off after the big play to Parker with a power, uh, powerful TD run. I thought it was a great night for Ajayi. I mean, I thought he looked ready to go and powerful and explosive. So that's promising. He's going to be the foundation. And, and, you know, they'll scheme things up. Um, Wentz, an interesting play here. You know, Wentz had the ball tipped at the line of scrimmage. I mentioned Phillips before, a massive defensive tackle with a lot of ability. Makes the pick, rumbles into the end zone, looked like he got in, and they ruled him out a couple yards in, a couple years, you know, a, a bit short. And then Ajayi with another powerful short touchdown run. I'm sure fantasy owners are watching going, this guy might score a lot of touchdowns this year. And he might. He might. Um, I noticed a a lot of early blitzing from Miami and a wide variety of blitzing. I thought they would be more of a rush four, play zone behind it type defense. And who knows? I mean, it's a preseason. But just a note, just something to perk my interest going, "Hmm, they're blitzing a lot and they're throwing a lot at them. Another first quarter drive, a 93-yard drive by the Eagles. Ends in an Alshon touchdown. Uh, Play action. Really nice ball skills from Wentz there, manipulating. Uh, Second big catch of the drive by Alshon in the middle. I didn't see him over the sidelines much. I saw him as a middle-of-the-field target. Slants, you know, I could see him running digs. So, uh, I think he's going to be a great addition here in Philly. And another note for that Eagles offense early on, Wendell Smallwood, Kind of split time with LeGarrette Blunt with the ones. So, something to keep an eye on. Maybe he's going to factor in more than we think. Um, even the biggest Blunt supporter doesn't believe he's anything close to an every down back. So, whether it's maybe they're just keeping Sproles in bubble wrap and they want to get, you know, Smallwood some reps or who knows. But keep an eye on him. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun first quarter to watch. The first quarter of, of week three, real football. I mean, it felt like real football in the first quarter. Um, later on the game, Stills beats Darby on a deep double move. Cutler was a little late to deliver, but still ended up with a pass interference in the end zone. And, and then they quickly finished that drive on a Julius Thomas touchdown. Um, I thought Cutler threw that pass really well. Anticipated it before uh, Thomas got his head around or came out of the breaks. The ball was on him. Uh, almost an indefensible type play when you make a throw like that. And I thought Cutler threw the ball pretty well. Um, Wentz only played a quarter. Um, as I said, the Miami pass rush was pretty good. He took some hits. 
Um, you know, I'd mentioned that teams are going to play their starters. Well, Philly got their starters out after a quarter. <laughs> so from, you know, the second quarter was basically the Miami ones against the Philly twos. So that's noteworthy too. Um, they also took the Eagles also took their starting defense out very early in the second quarter. A, a highlight play was made by Lawrence Timmons. I mean, what a cat, what a play he makes is he lined up as a strong side linebacker, like a KJ Wright on the line of scrimmage. And made a fantastic over the head, over his head fingertip interception right at the line of scrimmage, a real wild play. And, and Timmons had a very nice night overall. There's a lot of uncertainty around their linebackers now. McMillan's out for the year, their second round pick. Alonzo's hard to count on. They signed Timmons, um, so this was promising. The, the Timmons had a big game for them. Uh, I assume they'll tuck him away next week and plug him in in week one. Um, Matt Moore. Oh, right after that. Matt Moore throws a dreadful interception on a fade route at the goal line, right in the double coverage. Long return from Jalen Watkins, which eventually led to a Corey Clement short touchdown run. Um, Clement, I think, will be it'll be interesting how this Philly backfield shakes out because he's not exactly Legarrette Blunt, but he certainly isn't Smallwood or Small or, or Sproles. Maybe he's kind of the middle of the road guy, and I wonder how good he is on special teams. That'll have a lot to to, to do to do a do with value to the Eagles at this point. A um, couple other th- small notes here. Michael Kendrick had a pick six off a tip ball in this game. Uh, yet another big play from Kendricks in the preseason. Uh, this guy's been everywhere. And, and there was a lot of talk about him on the telecast. And, you know, they're pretty good at linebacker. They're really active at linebacker. And while he's considered a starter, Kendricks only played under 30% of the snaps last year. He just couldn't get on the field in their nickel situation. But he does run really well. There was talk that maybe they would shop him. Um, I don't know if you do that now. I mean, you already shopped a guy to get your corner that you need. You're a pretty good team. If you're the Eagles, I would say keep your good players. And he is a good player, even though you might not be using him a lot. But he's valuable. Um, But he could help a lot of teams. I mean, I I still think he's a quality, active, second-level guy. And then the last note I wanted to make from this game is Big V. You guys might remember him. Offensive tackle came in for Lane Johnson last year and was dreadful. Quickly got better as the season went on, but his first start or two um, in Philly at right tackle was really bad. Um, But he's gotten better. He's going to be their swing tackle this year. We know Peters is up in age and Lane's got some uh, suspension things. So he could play. Um, But he had three penalties on the Eagles' final drive of the first half. I mean, that's hard to do. I mean, that's hard to do. And he, he obviously... Needs a lot of technique work, but I thought that was noteworthy. Overall, a good game. Again, it was fun to watch, but like I said, the Eagles only played their starters for a half. Starters for a quarter. Only a quarter is what the, was what the Eagles starters played, not even a half. And like I said, Wentz was getting beat up a little bit, and you can understand it, but um, let's not get too crazy about week three. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. 
All right, the second game was Carolina at Jacksonville. I just finished watching that. Started a little last night and just finished now. Uh, Friday, yeah, a little afternoon. It was Cam's first preseason action. He only threw two passes in this game, though. <laughs> um, Jacksonville played their entire D with the exception of the A.J. Bouye. So that's sort of noteworthy. Um, Carolina came out with the football and just ran it, and ran it down their throats. I mean, two big runs by Stewart to start the game. Huge holes. Rotated Stewart and McCaffrey. It looked like that's something they might do throughout the year. Keep them both fresh. Just keep bringing them in. Two different styles of backs. I like how they handled that. Um, pretty much was all runs to start the game. I mean, Cam didn't throw the ball for a while, nor did he have to. Um, he did have one short... It looked like a design dump off to McCaffrey. Like, it's something I've been talking about. It worries me that, you know, how is he going to handle the short passing game? He isn't very accurate short, and their, their running backs haven't caught a lot of passes over the years. Um, but this, there was a short design dump off to McCaffrey. That was his first throw of the game. And then he later hit Benjamin on a wide open, I guess I'd call it a slant, but it was also a rub against man concept near the, near the end zone uh, versus blitz. Easy throw and catch, but well done. Benjamin looks good, and so that was an early touchdown there. Um, I don't think it's time to worry. I've been I've been pumping up the Jags D for a while now, but this is two straight weeks where their top defense has offered little resistance early in the game. Tampa last week also had their way with them, so that's a concern. I mean, I don't know how you get around that. That's definitely a concern. Uh, Henny started the game. It's his first start in 45 games, which is pretty crazy. No Fournette, um, but the rest of the starters are pretty much around. So Fournette and Bouye were the two guys of major note that didn't play for Jacksonville. Um, and the others, you know, he was a quick three and out. Anderson comes in on the second series. I thought we'd see more of Cam, but we didn't. Quick three and out. Um, but I noticed at this point, and it was something I really watched last week, is Jack, Miles Jack, and I wrote an article about this recently, is... Uh, He's playing the every down role, and Puzlozny is going to the bench whenever they go, when they take a linebacker off the field. And that wasn't the case. Uh, we thought that would be the case, and then later it came out, no, he's not ready. Puzlozny's going to do that. Um, I really like Puzlozny. I had a chance to recruit him very heavily. We almost got him to go to Pitt. Um, tell you that story some other time. Uh, it's a heartbreaker. But anyway, Jack and Telvin Smith. Man, do they have speed on the second level, though. I mean, they may make a few mistakes, especially Jack as young guys, but the coverage upside and speed that Jacksonville has on the second level is frightening. Uh, Matt Khalil, I was watching him pretty intently because I really didn't agree with the signing, especially how much they gave him to play left tackle. Yeah, I know his brother's on the team. Calais Campbell, two guys that switched teams this year, he ate him up. I mean, and Campbell's a tough matchup against anybody, but... That was not a good showing at all by Matt Khalil. Um, Jacksonville's offense is really sputtering. You know, another three and out for Jacksonville. But no, the fake punt, the, the direct snap to Corey Grant. Um, he was kind of the uh, personal protector guy. He's a running back. Snap it right to him. He rumbled for a real long gain. That was one of the best things that happened to Jacksonville for early in this game. Um, how much, this little side note, you would think that more special teams coordinators, head coaches, would do more trick plays on special teams in the preseason than we see. You know, why not try? I mean, put it on tape. Um, Carolina's defense, their front sevens gets nastier every time I watch it. And 
I do think we have to start by saying Jacksonville's offensive line worries me. I think it's been a worry this preseason. It's been a worry this offseason. They seem like they're a starter or two short, and they played against a really good front. K1, speaking of short, K1 short, man, he looks like a defensive player of the year type of guy. Just a total stud. Beats guys off the snap and then just throws them to the side. Uh, beaten up on the Jags line this game. And Keekly was all over the place, too. Defensive line now is pretty deep. They have three stud linebackers. Keekly's the best in the league. He looks 100%. Um, Henny was under a lot of pressure, and their line was losing the battle consistently in the first half. Um, after the, you know, uh, they did end up scoring after the fake punt. Ivory scored on a plunge touchdown, uh, but there was a couple penalties one was short getting a face mask on Henny, but I thought he was being held very badly at the time. Uh, so, but deserve it. You get your hands on the quarterback's face mask, you're going to get a penalty. Um, but, you know, a fluke play, a fluke special teams, not a fluke, but I mean, it was a, wasn't like there was a great drive by the offense. So a couple fortuitous penalties and a fake punt that went 50, 60 yards or whatever. And Ivory scores a plunge. So, okay. Um, a good note from Jacksonville's D, newly signed Barry Church. Thought he had a very productive day. Downhill, attacking the run. Looks like exactly what he was signed up to do. I thought that was highly encouraging. Uh, I thought Ramsey had a good day too. Come, made a couple plays against the run. He's a stud. He didn't play a ton, nor should he. He's a superstar. Um, Henny, real nice deep ball. And remember, Bortles deep accuracy is amongst the worst in the league. Had a real nice deep ball dropped by Cold on the left sideline. And then next drive, he hit A-Rob on, uh, Allen Robinson on an excellent, you know, two excellent throws. So really had two really nice deep balls. I mean, that's one of the best things you could say about Henny in this game. And it's a stark contrast to Bortles. And you would think that we're going to do a lot of Fournette, a lot of play action, take some deep shots to Robinson and our receivers. Uh, meanwhile, Allen Hearns played you know, with the twos and threes in this game. I mean, he's in the doghouse, and I don't know how much he's in their plans, especially for the amount of money he's making. Um, what else? Oh, I haven't mean to tell you. Just, uh, I don't know how much you guys do this, but I do want you to check out the rest of the Locked On Network. Uh, we had Locked On Bears, Locked On Chiefs on the last two days, and those guys all do great work. But check out the rest of the network. I, I think you'll dig it. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates, because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right, back to this game. And Anderson versus Henny, and, you know, it's not super exciting, but that's what the Jags have. I mean, I'd love to see more Cam. But Anderson threw a, a bad interception in the double coverage near the end of the half. Originally, I wrote it down as a bad interception. And then they showed the replay, and boy, was it a nice play by Gene Baptiste. Uh, he started in, in opposite Ramsey for Bouye, but he was playing a, they only showed it once, and I watched it a little bit. It looked like he was playing a deep third, cover three, 
and he left his assignment and kind of snuck behind and made a loop and broke on the ball really well. So, yeah, Anderson probably shouldn't have thrown it, but it wasn't a very accurate throw. So that was really the issue. If you had put him right on the numbers, I don't think Gene Batiste gets to it. But it was a heck of a play. I mean, that's a rare play for a corner to make on the, on a guy that really wasn't even his receiver. So that's interesting. He's, he's a good size speed player. Uh, apparently they like him enough to start him, you know, when their stud is down. Talking about big size guys. Funchess made a couple nice catches in this game. I don't want to like Benjamin. You know, like I do these fantasy ranks. I always have him low and I always think I'm this lumbering guy and not a number one receiver. But you just got to go off what you see. And he looks good this, this, this preseason. I, I think he looks the best I've ever seen him this preseason. And if Benjamin is lean and spry and, you know, he's not going to be Antonio Brown, Roto Beckham. But if he's not lumbering and Funches takes a step forward, which I expect him to, Olsen doesn't go away, you know, McCaffrey as a as a receiving weapon, all of a sudden the, the, the weapons here are pretty good. I mean, where they were not good yet you know, last year, it was Olsen or Bust more or less. So I'm I'm slightly encouraged, and especially with Cam back there, that'll help as well. Um throwing those huge targets and they're good run blockers. So uh, I like what I'm seeing from Funches and especially Benjamin. Um, Jacksonville. Bad tackling has become a theme for this defense. So I mentioned all the talent there. I'm excited about a couple of those dudes. Um, but Artis Payne had a touchdown run with about 10 minutes left in the game where he just got low and powered in through a handful of their guys and too much arm tackling, not wrapping up. Um, I think that's something to really keep an eye on with what could be a really good defense in Jacksonville. But it's been a problem now through the preseason. Uh, Jacksonville really needs to improve their tackling, which is hard to do in today's NFL with the way they're, they're forced to practice. So lastly, probably the biggest story of the game is, uh, and I urge you, I wrote an article about what Bortles has done wrong and kind of what to expect to hen- from Henny. And I wrote it before this game, and, and this game doesn't really change my opinion on it. Uh, but Henny, like I said, did sort of those couple nice deep balls. Clearly, Bortles is a more talented guy. He's certainly a better athlete. But Henny made a play on the move. Um, I had mixed feelings about Bortles. So he was playing against lesser players, but also with lesser players. He had his lows, that's for sure. I mean, he threw an interception into heavy coverage that was nearly returned for a touchdown. Uh, but he also hit hit win on a nice touchdown throw, real good touch. Didn't put too much air under it in a corner route. Um, that was impressive. Uh, on the two point play, that if they if they hit the two point play, they probably win the game. They didn't. He threw a bad interception into double coverage, but they didn't show you know the all twenty two type version of it. You have nothing to lose. I mean, like there's levels of degrees of how you should criticize a quarterback for you know throwing interception. Um, to throw one on a two-point conversion that they can't, you know, you don't lose field position or anything, isn't as big of a deal. It's better than taking a sack or throwing it away, of course. So if he had nothing else, at least he tried to drive it in there. It didn't work out for him. So I'm not going to kill him for that one. So, I mean, what other options did he have? That's the question I don't know. Not a terrible outing for Bortles. Um, And I say this, and I'm not a big... You know, if you're not around the team, it's hard to judge morale and confidence and all those things. But I thought there were stretches in this game where he showed more confidence. And more so than a lot of quarterbacks, I think his body language can be very telling. You know, that 
he probably wouldn't be a good poker player. You can kind of tell when he has good cards and when he doesn't, and when he's hot and when he isn't. And for the most part, I thought he played a pretty confident game. I don't quite know what I would do if I was Jacksonville's head coach. Well, I'd sign Colin Kaepernick or see if I could trade for Tyrod Taylor. That's what I would do. But if I'm cho- if I'm between Bortles and Henny, I probably go with Henny. And I, I really mentioned this a lot in that article, just because if Bortles, the, the killer thing with Bortles is when the play caller makes the right play. You know, the the coaches spend hundreds of hours in the in the facility watching the opponent, and when they get a coverage, they, they call the play confident, hoping to get X coverage, and they get that coverage. And the quarterback doesn't see the guy you schemed open or sees him and doesn't throw it or sees him and throws it but misses him. That makes coaches bonkers. (laughs) You know, like, what I do all this work this week for, Blake, if I'm going to scheme Allen Robinson open for you on third and eight and you don't even look his way. You know, like, where Henny at least is going to look his way. Um better recognition from Henny for sure you know he's a veteran but we also he hasn't started a game in 45 games like I mentioned and the thing that's easy to forget about Henny is which is crucial for the way this team has to win games with defense and running game Henny throws a lot of picks he throws a lot of picks and maybe at his advanced age he'd be better about that or realize you know reel it in so they really don't have a good option um I hate to say it but a tie would go to Bortles for me just because his ceiling's higher, and if one of them, if he happens to have a real good year, you know, maybe you have your quarterback like you thought. But again, I keep going back to Jacksonville. How do you not bring in a quarterback this offseason? It makes no sense to me at all. And I think they're the ideal team to sign Kaepernick, although it's so late in the game, they should have done it two months ago. So he could be their starter now. So that's what you get. Um, okay, that's a wrap. Everyone have a great weekend. Over and out.